0: Amen. 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 So I, I, you know, I tell, I guess it was good that because I just asked Phil to bring a scripture as soon as he walked through the door, <laughs> and he was like, "Why?" Well, he said he was looking at his phone, and uh, I was like, "Well, I didn't hear from my son, so I guess I must not need a scripture. I guess he must have somebody else." But the interesting part, of the scripture that he read today, where we're we gonna be coming from, um, right? In <laughs> the same exact verses. So uh, you know, God is good. God is going to just We'll get there in a minute, but you know we're going to continue with the kingdom of God, and uh, you know we, we've been talking about that. We missed last week because of the weather, but um, it's important for us to understand the kingdom, yeah. and uh, you know it's time out for us just being backseat Christians and. Just going to church like normal, you know, because, you know, as a kingdom Christian, we we can't be backseat Christians. And, you know, I'll be honest, when I first got saved, you know, that's how I wanted to be. You know, I was on fire for the Lord, but I didn't want to speak. I didn't want, you know, I just want to serve God and just consume Him myself, you know. But that's not what he called us to do. He's called us to, yes, you know, we're to worship him, we're to get filled with him. But he also called us to share his love. You know, and just like Phil read about the salt and the light, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But does everybody know what a suffix is? I know we've heard of it, but we may not remember from grade school. And you know, so a suffix is a letter or a group of letters that are placed at the end of a word, which changes the definition, the meaning of the word. Right. So you know, we've been talking about the kingdom of God, and when we have the word king, that denotes a person. Right, that denotes a person, uh, a leader. We're all familiar with that, right? So now, when we take the suffix of dom, D-O-M, and then we add it to kingdom, now it becomes something else. Now it becomes more uh, a territorial. Now, and I read uh, the other couple weeks, I read the definition uh, for kingdom from the Bible in um, both the Hebrew and the Greek, right? But you know, the Lord took me this week to. Uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Now, I may, I think I may have heard it before, but I was looking at his words, and what I've come to discover is he was actually a Christian, right? When you see some of his definitions, you're like, "Wait a minute, something's wrong." With it. Well, not something's wrong, but there's something different, you know, in his definitions yeah. compared to other dictionaries, mm-hmm. right? So I researched, it and yeah, he he was a Christian, right? So here's, here is uh, "kingdom" from Merriam-Webster. This is the first I wrote down two. But the second one is where I want to uh, go to. But So the first one was, Kingdom is a politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarchial form of government headed by a king or queen. I'll read it again for those taking notes. Politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarchial form of government headed by a king or queen. So that's really what we think of a kingdom being. Right? Somebody that's in charge and everybody's subservient under under, under the king. The king is in charge. What the king says goes. And we know, because we made, we talked about it before that, you know, Jesus is going to be rule and reign on this earth. Amen. He's going to have a physical kingdom on this earth. Right? Here's the second definition. Uh, right from the dictionary. A realm In which God's will is fulfilled A realm in which God's will is fulfilled And I was like, whoa, look at that Right, And I'm like, okay So, you know, we have to understand A kingdom is where a king rules And has his domain So I was like, okay So what is the difference between a domain and a realm Because really, when we read it from the Bible The definition, it meant both It meant both there is a difference, right? So a domain is physical, but a realm is spiritual, right? So uh, a domain is a geographical area owned or controlled by a single person or organizations. I'll read it again. Domain is a geographic area owned or controlled by a single person or organization. So we're all familiar with the king of the jungle, right? So. King of the jungle, we know to be what? A lion, right? So a lion is considered by man to be a king of a jungle. Somebody could be the king of the house, right? They'll say LeBron James is the king of basketball because he's the best basketball player in the world. Or Michael Jackson was what? The king of pop. So that's something physical, right? That's something physical, something we can, you know, touch. Yeah. You know, I, can, I don't know if you can taste it, but... <laughs> but you know we know it's we know it's physical but a realm is a a a sphere of influence a sphere of influence so that is really what Jesus was trying to establish when he walked this earth he was trying to establish influence and not only influence for him but influence for the body of Christ which is us All right so what's significant about that so whenever we see The kingdom of God when Jesus was speaking about it or Paul or even Philip we mentioned Philip last time we can substitute kingdom for a realm a realm right so the realm of God right because it's spiritual it's spiritual and that's what Jesus was trying to convey and that's why a lot of religious leaders they missed it because they were looking like I said before something physical something physical where Jesus was come sit down and lead, the, around, not sit down, but round up the people so they can break free of Roman control, right? So, so basically, we are ruled by God as kingdom Christians. So because God is on the inside of us, as we go, he goes, right? So we that's why we can't be backseat Christians. There's no such thing as a backseat Christian. If we're trying to be a backseat Christian, then we're not doing the will of the Father. Because right? Jesus never took a back seat. Amen. Jesus never took a back seat. we we'll are seeing the disciples, never took a back seat. Paul never took a back seat. You know, when we read up on Philip, he didn't take a back seat. Right? So, we're out in front, and we're being an influence. So, we have to understand being an influence as the kingdom of God is not necessarily all of us all the time just going around doing miracles and healing. Right? But it is about displaying God's character. Right. So that goes back to the scripture that uh, Phil read at the beginning from Matthew 5, where we can start, we, we can turn in now. And we'll read it again. So we come from uh, Matthew 5, uh, 13. And, you know, we get we, we get caught up because we've gone away from what Jesus was trying to do in the modern day church. And, and we'll, we'll see that here. Why? when you hear me say, you've heard me say multiple times that the world is going dark and the world is getting messed up, it's not the government's fault. It's not the police's fault. It's the church's fault. Right? Because that means we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And when you think about the influence that Jesus had, you, think, you know, when you read the Gospels, thousands and thousands of people follow Jesus. Right? Now, Jesus said, greater works that you should do. Right? Mm-hmm. So now... Jesus goes to heaven. Now that the, uh, the apostles go out, actually the 120, they go out, right? They go out, and now they have an influence, right? So now we should have the same influence. We should be able to do the same things. And again, it doesn't revert back to always doing the miracles and things like that. But what is our character like, right? Because it, 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 if our character can be the biggest turnoff to somebody getting close to God. And we talked about a little bit about Wednesday that, you know, there are now people 18, 19, 20 years that never been to church. Never been to church. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, we were in Connecticut and when I worked at that uh, warehouse that I told you about a while back, there was a man. I invited him and he brought his daughter to church and he said he, said he had a Bible, but he had never in his life read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah, never read the Bible. And um, he said that was the first time he opened up his Bible. Right. So, but long story short, what if my character was out of place? Right. What if what if, what if I was acting no different than him or anybody else? Mm-hmm. Then he wouldn't want to come to church. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, I have a co-worker. I don't work with him now. You know, he would always say, "We, I am never going to church. I, I I, I do not care. I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm not going." And we share the office. We we shared the office and you know we would have little small conversations and then um, you know just long story short we began to talk and I used to tell people you, this uh, I said you know when I get in my church he's gonna be Marsh. he gonna be Mosh he, he, he said oh well, no I'm not and I I used to say all, all the time but you know he ain't get say he never came to church but he was always he was like you know. I will say that sometimes we will be in training and, I, and I'll just tell him one on one. he said, you know what, maybe one day I'll come. But, you know, he started to get open to it because he's seen how I carried myself, but he also seen how some others who profess to be Christians carry themselves, right? So that character is what wins people over. And, you know, for some reason he, it, and when you look at him, you can see he's dark, but he would engage me in conversations and people will engage all of us in conversations. And we have to be ready to handle those conversations. But the biggest thing they're going to read from us is our lifestyle. Right? Our lifestyle. And we've gone away from, we've gone away from a lot of things in the early church. But we've gone away from, uh, you know, uh, the kingdom of God to the kingdom of self. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at it, and I can say from the time I've been saved, from the 90s to the 2000s, and even today, you know, everything has been about what we can get for ourselves. You know, we had the prosperity kick, and then it was like, well, you gotta have this type of house, you gotta have this type of car. You know, uh, a preacher can preach. I don't know if y'all ever heard of uh, what's his name, genogenics. Jennings? I, you know, we the some. Also- <laughs> <laughs> That's my <not> boy. <cool. laughs> Yeah. He, he, he's a prayer of holiness guy, right? Oh, he don't play. Lord. He's a prayer prayer of holiness guy. And <laughs> uh, you know, and it, I watched a video one time of him and he said that uh, you know, some of y'all wanna, because I think somebody contacted him said, why do you always preach about the same thing? You always preach about holiness. He said, because that's what y'all need to hear. He said, that's what we have been called to do. He said, nobody wants to hear about holiness. And, and it's true, and I thought about it today. Um, I was like, you know, if somebody preached on holiness for a year, people would be upset. Not be upset where well, I'm tired of him talking about holiness, huh? but if that same preacher preached on blessings, on what you can get, you know, the the eight keys to answer prayer, everybody be into, it, right? Again, the kingdom of self, the kingdom of self. What can I get from God? And truth be told, some people, many people follow Jesus. Just for the miracles, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, many people fall in for the miracles. They fall in for the, for the food. But when things got tough, and he started talking about, "Hey, you need to do this. You need to deny yourself. You you know, you need to hate your mother, father. Not literally hate them. But when he said, oh no, that's too hard.' When you need to eat up my flesh, drink of my blood. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm sorry. And the scriptures say it became too hard for them, and they walked away. Right." So as we get to Matthew 5, so we always talk about blessing, blessing, blessing. Alright, so the scriptures talk about how you get blessed. Alright, so before we even get to verse 13, right here in the Beatitudes, where we all read it, but sometimes we just skim over it, because some of the things in there could be difficult. But it's just like any sport where you always got to go back to the fundamentals. The Beatitudes is the fundamentals. Alright, it's, it's the fundamentals of our walk and our life. So... Right here, verse 1. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Right, so we want to be blessed. Let us hunger and thirst for righteousness. Let us be me. What else? Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Yes, right. So we have to show mercy to other people, right? So sometimes it's always be well, what about me? What about my needs? What can I get? Well, what are you doing for someone else, mm-hmm. right? So even when it comes to tithes and offerings, and I've done it before where. Luke 6.38, give and it shall be given, right? But that scripture really doesn't have anything to do with money, right? But the principle can be used for it, yeah. right? But it also talks about, it applies to giving of your time for something, Amen. right? Giving of your love, your compassion. to So sometimes we always want something from somebody, but what are we giving, right? That That is a part of sowing, right? So if we want to reap, we have to sow those things. And that's what we have to be mindful of. Okay, so blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, the peacemakers. Right? So we we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday. Right? We got men and women and God, they're having people not be peacemakers. Going out there, riding, and doing things like that. That's not being a peacemaker. Yeah. Right? So again, if you look at and at the same time. They're like, God, bless me. Well, no, you should be a peacemaker. right? And then when we get little things like, oh, God, bless me. No, maybe he didn't. Because are we doing these things here? Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Right? rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you, and I'm going to read verse 11 again blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake Right? what do we do, we get mad Right? we get mad, I can say I used to get mad when people, you know they would make fun of me, and it was on my bible app somebody posted something on a, 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 I don't know, I can't remember what scripture it was and uh, saying that they were getting, uh, they get called. Uh, I forgot what it was. One was an evangelist, and one was uh, something, basically mocking her and her walk, her fervency for God, right? And I said, well, you know what? That's okay. I said because sometimes, like I said before, that the unbelievers they will see the call upon you before the Christians will, before the church will, right? And I said. I used to get upset, same thing, but I didn't realize all it back then, all they were doing was prophesying my future. Right? That's the way we have to look at it. Mm-hmm. Right. So we should take it as a, a compliment and a blessing. I, I used to get upset about it. I'm like, man, why? You know, why do they keep doing this? Right? But it was a compliment because and I, I still and, and I and I talked about it. I got somebody at work that'll still do it. And uh they still uh this one person here he'll mock me. But when he needs prayer, who he coming to, right? So that that says something, right? That says something. So we should take that as a compliment, right? Remember, in the the early church, they thought it was a blessing when they got persecuted, right? They thought they they thought they was honored to do that, right? Stephen, you know, it, it was a blessing, right? It wasn't a curse, it you know. So, so what? So what if we get roused? So what if somebody lies on it? I have people lie on me at work. In the report, you know, but because of my character, yeah, in my report. And it, well, not my report, but their report. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but my character for my co worker said, no, that's not him. Mm-mm. No. And the character's still for itself, right? I didn't have to go nowhere. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and I, I, and I said initially, I said, you know what, he won't get nothing else from me, but the Lord said, no, he can't do that. Amen. Right? Yeah, I said, ah. <laughs> I said, okay, alright, alright, you know, but it was tough, it was it, it was tough, every time I would see him, then he would come and he would ask for something, I'm like, alright, I got it, because I'm the one that's saved, right, I'm the born again Christian, I have to do right, I can't worry about what somebody else do, God will hold them accountable for, for whatever they do, right, so, and, you know, now nah, he'll come talk to me, like, nothing happened, <laughs> Let your light so shine before men. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify who? The right. Father in heaven. Yes. Right? Glorify the Father in heaven. But what we in our human nature have a habit of doing we want the glory. Right? We want the glory. And we we, we, we see it in churches. Uh, my wife, she gets on me and says, why are you always talking about churches? That's what I'm called to do. I, I, I'll say what it is. <laughs> you know, because it Lord reminded me of that because I started reading Jeremiah and how he was calling people out and he got ridiculed. And the Lord reminded me, that's what you called to do, right? So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, we have these ministries. You know, no, not, some of them don't do it maliciously, per se, but, you know, they'll, they'll write these books. They start these ministries and the ministries in their name. Is the ministry about you, or is it about God? Right? So, you can't say, God said to do this, God said to do that, but then he said to put the ministry in your name. Mm-hmm. Amen. No. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, because it, it, it's, it's, it's not about that. It's about the kingdom. Because everywhere, Je- Jesus never took credit for himself. Mm-hmm. He gave all glory to who? The, the Father. Father. Uh, the Father. He mm-hmm. never took credit for himself. <laughs> right, well, what we, what, you know, I say we because well, man, we're, we're still here, we're still Christians, they're Christians too. Um, you know, the Lord will come back and separate who we need to separate when it happens. Um, we just want to make sure we get separated on the Lord's side. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that's, that's what we want to make sure. Right. So, but it's you know they they get all these royalties and things like that, and, and, and it's time out for the nonsense because. Like I said, it's become the gospel of the kingdom of self. Life is about the kingdom of hope. It's, it's about kingdom hope for people. And salt is about kingdom character. Right? So, what is salt? Right? So, we think of salt, and it's interesting because I always used to read this and think of salt like the table salt we have. Right? But salt was a very valuable mineral back then. Right? Salt was used to pay wages for. right? And actually, salt is where we get the word salary from. That's how the Roman soldiers were paid, right? They were paid some in money and some in salt because it was, it was very valuable. Salt, wars were fought over salt back in this day, right? So when Jesus mentioned salt back here, they knew how valuable it was. They, they understood how valuable it was. So now when we see it and we read it, we're like, okay, well, salt, I know salt is there to bring out the, the flavor and the other ingredients and stuff like that, but it meant much more to them back then. During this time, so they would go out, go out to the Dead Sea, and get salt because salt was, like today we have refrigeration, but back then they didn't have that. Right. Mm-hmm. So salt was valuable for that because it was, it would preserve okay. the food and the meat, make it last longer. Right. So what would happen with salt? Sometimes the salt got uh, mixed with other ingredients. Well, salt never goes bad. Pure salt never goes bad, but it, when it gets mixed with other ingredients. It starts to go bad mm. right it starts to go bad it starts to decay things right so if we didn't have salt on this earth we would not survive so if we take the, all the salt out of the seawater and make it fresh water we would think that we will be okay we have plenty of drinking water that we would not survive we would not eventually the world will go so what Jesus is saying you are the salt he's playing to his disciples which means he's talking to us today you are the salt. So, you are the first line of defense to keeping this corrupt world from decaying. (laughs) That's good. Right? So, that's why I say when the world is getting messed up over and over and over, it's not their fault. It's our fault. See, we got evangelicals wanting politicians to make decisions in terms of the Word of God, they're not saved. How can we expect that? Right? But we have to be the influence. We have to be out there praying, right? We have to be out there interceding. We have to be in those positions in the government, right? Just like social services, medical, lawyer, right? Police. We we have to be in those positions, right? And it doesn't mean we have to beat people over the head with the Bible. No, we go and be who we are, right? We go and we be the salt. We be an influence, right? Then. We can, just like the salt does today, bring out the flavor and the other ingredients. Now we can help people get to their purpose, get to their calling. Right? And there's nothing about us, but we lead them to God. Right? right? We we, we lead them to God. So what else does salt do? All right. So salt creates uh, a thirst, right? So salt creates a thirst, right? When it is quenched, it's it's, it's satisfied. Right, so with Christ-like living, we help to create a thirst in the lives of those around us for the reality of God, and, it's, and that thirst can only be filled with Jesus Christ. Right, so if we're if we're, if we're being the salt and we're living out the character of, of, of God in our jobs, because you know we have some Christians they behave one way in church, another way at home, and another way at work, right? But we have to be the same. We, we, we have to be the same everywhere. way. So, as y'all know, uh, well, some of y'all may not know, Fred Price just passed away. Yeah. Well, COVID, you know, regardless of what you think about his ministry, you know, the one thing his family would say about him, what you saw on TV in church was the same way he was at home. You know, that that's how he was. And he was straightforward, and, you know, he was disciplined. And, you know, my wife brought it up, I think this week or last week, she said, uh, one thing Fred used to brag about was. You ain't gonna find nothing yeah, on Fred. Yep, yeah, you're not gonna find nothing on Fred. <laughs> you're not gonna hear no rumors on Fred. Fred ain't gonna be in no bar, Fred ain't gonna be in no hotel with no woman. I don't care what you hear about the mother ministers, you won't hear that from Fred. And, and, and he could say that with pride. Yeah, right? Yeah. But how many other ministers say that? Yeah. Right? Because he knew even when 20, I remember when 2020 did a series on him, Benny Hinn, I think Joyce Myers, and maybe somebody else, and and He said, hold up. He sent them some stuff in. They retracted what they said about him. But they (laughs) didn't do it with the rest of them. Why? Because he didn't play that. Right? Everything was wide open. Everything was wide open with him. And if you're living the life of God, you're living according to his standard. Because that's the only standard that matters. It's not our standard. It's not man's standard. It's his standard. If you're living that, then it doesn't matter. Come on in. See what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right? Come in my office. Come in my bedroom. Looking through my computer, mm-hmm. right? there, There's, there's no junk, no hidden secrets there, mm-hmm. right? And that's how, that's how it should be, right? Amen. You know, and I tell you, you want to see the books for the church for the money? It's open. Amen. If you give. <laughs> if you ain't giving, don't, don't ask. <laughs> it's You hear like, Yeah, walks yeah, old yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know But yeah. <laughs> But, you know It's important for us to be the salt Because salt was very Important back then, very important back then And it's important, and see when you think About it, right If you took away all the salt from the earth And we would not survive What's going to happen when the church Is raptured? Mm-hmm. It's going to decay even more Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we know during the tribulation people, saints are gonna get saved, right? Not like now, but the world is gonna I mean just think about it, you're gonna have pilots gone, you're gonna have taxicab drivers, McDonald's workers, you know, Christians everywhere. People, you know, you gonna have people you didn't think were Christians. <laughs> you know, not how they carry themselves, but they just was quiet. You know, they, they just went about their business. Right? They were behind the scenes praying. We may not see it, but, but God sees it. See, Amen. because God knows the heart. See, we can we can try to fake it before man, Amen. but God knows our heart. Amen. And if our heart is not right and we're, we're doing all this other stuff and we're bound by all these things, you know, pornography, alcohol, whatever, drugs, mm-hmm. then guess what? You're going to be too weighted down to go. Weighted down to go. You're going to be too weighted <laughs> down because He wants us free. He, he wants us free. Amen. Right? And that's why He <clears throat> wants us to... One, to confess our sins, right? And that's why I said before, when he we, when reveals something to somebody, you know, he's not doing it for our embarrassment. He's doing it for us to break free from that bondage, right? Because the enemy wants to keep us in bondage, right? And then sometimes it's not even the enemy, it's our own mind, mm-hmm. keeping us in bondage, right? And then, But we have people out there that want to get set free who, you know, I'm, I'm talking about unsaved, but they don't know how. They, it's that void. And then they get angry and angry and angry. And see, we, we, we add things, but all they have to do is have that encounter with God. Amen. Amen. Right? It's, it's not about going to the church. It's not. Amen. You know, because I, I reflected on this that when I got saved, the night I got saved, I did go to church, and I did go up. But I was saved before I got to church. Because I was crying and weeping at the house. <laughs> Alright? And, and, and I kept saying, Lord, please forgive me, forgive me. And the burden lifted up. I reflect back on it recently. The burden was gone. I didn't, you know. So the Lord came back. He would have took me in. I didn't have to go to church to okay. confess this and that. And then see, we put burdens on people, and that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. That, that that's not what it's about. But you know, God, <laughs> God is so good. Again, yeah. Yeah. it's about the heart. This is why even with the unsaved, God may have a plan for them because their heart may not be twisted on the inside. They just don't know how to get free from that bondage, which is why we have to step in, right? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus helped people get set free from their bondage of sin, Amen. right? Because Amen. they, you know, before we come to the Lord, we don't know. And the unfortunate part is we got Christians bound in sin. Yeah. We got Christians every day and they still going to church and they go to prayer service and they, I said it before, they come in bound and they leave bound, right? That, you know, at some point what are you seeing in the Bible? Right? What, what are you seeing? Right? We Jesus has come to set the captives free. Amen. Right? He doesn't want anybody bound. Amen. Right? But if we bound, we, we choose to stay bound. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially as a Christian. Amen. We, we are without excuse, really. You know, the unsaved, they don't know. But the Christians, we should know. Yes. We should know. We you know, at some point in time we felt the presence of the Lord. And it, there's freedom with that, right? Mm-hmm. So his burden is easy, his yoke is his yoke is light, mm-hmm. right? And, and that is about being salt, right? Mm-hmm. And in light, right? Going out there and letting the world know, letting people know, right? There is somebody that can take that burden away, right? Mm-hmm. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not my power. Amen. But Amen. it's the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. So Thank you, Jesus. that that is what we need to do. Amen. All right. So what else? Sorry. So we are, we are the key vessels God uses to create a thirst for Him among a world of lost people, Amen. right? So no matter where we go, alright, People may not know us, but like I said, they should see something different, right? Even if, even if you just stand in the corner, right? And, and you're not communicating with them, you know they're gonna see something different, right? And, and that's okay, right? That that's a, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. See, we, we've tried so hard now where we've lowered our standards because we just want to fit in and we want to be cool, right? But we can fit in in a sense of being Christ-like. I, you know, uh, church boy, like I say, Pastor Johnny Burns, he always used to say, uh, you know, people should feel uncomfortable when they're around you. And I used to beat myself up. <laughs> I was like, well, why are people still cursing around me? Right? And I I was like, what am I doing? You know, but the Lord showed me as time went on uh, just keep walking. pray and we take authority over the atmosphere, but we have to be consistent. If we're not consistent then they're going to see that. Trust me. They, they're watching those who profess to be Christians more than anybody else. Yeah. Because they're looking for an excuse to say, see I told you that's why I want to serve God. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not that we're going to be perfect. It is, so please don't take it that way. It's not that we're going to be perfect, but we can still strive to walk in holiness, right? And Amen. we need to be consistent in our walk. Amen. 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 All right. So, all right. So let's uh, let's go. Well, we'll stay in the scripture here. But um, so again, we can't get caught up in in order to be the salt. We can't get caught up in <coughs> fighting the culture. Right? We, we don't fight the culture physically. We don't fight the culture verbally. Because that's what we're doing in today's time as a church. And really what we're doing is we just want to be comfortable. We want to be safe in the things of God. But we don't want to reflect the character of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you, when you think about it, when you look at some of the Christians from other countries, how hungry they are for the Lord. Right? They don't mind spending hours in church. Right? Why? Because they have a private prayer life. They have a private prayer life as well. They they it's serious to them. And we have grown complacent. Right? We we've come we we've become like the modern day salt overall. Right? It's a bunch of additives and preservatives mixed in with us, the things from the world, All right? And we've grown attracted to the things of the world and now we don't deny ourselves. And and, and we seeking after the things that we want, right? But we got to get back to the pure salt, right? And, and that is only going to come by spending time with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? That, that is what where we can reflect Christ to others, true, right? And the power will come from that. The power will come because Amen. we will be vessels of honor, right? That's what God says. <laughs> vessels of honor. We will be vessels of honor. Right? So he will be free to move through us. Right? It, it's not and it, 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 then, then we won't wake up one day oh I don't feel like doing this. I'm in this mood today. No. It, it's about being consistent because it's not even about the mood and the feeling. Really. You know. It's about our relationship with him. Faith. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about faith coming up because we, we, we've gotten away from that. We rely too much on natural things. And we gotta get back to faith as the substance of things hoped for. Amen. So, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, so salt explains our function of His kingdom in this world. Light, something which enables you to see, or something that makes vision possible. So, we are only light as we are in relationship with Him. So, if we're not walking in a concentrated, consecrated relationship with Him, we won't be a true light. Mm-hmm. Right, we will be dim. Right, so what happens with light? Bugs, moths, they're attracted to light. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> I am trying to research on why bugs and insects are attracted insect. to light. Really, nobody really knows. Right. So there's different theories on it, but they say they're looking for uh, for food. Right. Sometimes they're looking for food. They use it as a navigation mm-hmm. as well. Right. So where the light. Right? we're gonna navigate them to the Lord. Alright, we're we're gonna navigate them to the Lord, and and that's what we have to do. And guess what? If they're looking for food, just like the like the above, guess what? Who's gonna feed them? They are gonna eat of the Lord. Yeah. That that that's that's what we that's what we're to do. Right. That is being kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that 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 is being kingdom. Right. It, it it's, it's time out for again the eight ways to get your prayers answered. Right. You want you want your prayers answered. Do what Jesus did. Do the Father's will. Like, do the Father's will. Be obedient to the Word. And like I said, it is His standard. His standard alone. And what we've come to do is we twist the standard, right? He goes back to that plumb line I did months ago, where we made the plumb line has not been straight in our walk, right? Yeah. You know we can't worry about the examples of other people because guess what. They're going to fall again. Mm -hmm. Jesus knows the heart. But it's like I said, if we're walking with God, we have that close walk, you will be able to see and discern things in people. Mm -hmm. You will be able to discern who's not living right because their speech, their fruit will give them away. Their fruit will give them away. No matter how big the church is or no matter how small the church is, Mm -hmm. right? No matter how much they profess to be a Christian, their fruit's going to give them away. Right, and, and, and their speech is going to give it away all the time, right? But if we're not walking in the Lord, how how will we know that, right? So we've all been across people, and they, and they come, and then they, they try to turn things and change things and even they argue against the Word of God, even though they call themselves Christians, they'll they go against the Word of God, and you know they don't realize what they're doing, but you're giving them the Word, and they're just arguing because they're flesh, they're carnal right but that's why we can't be harmed, that's why he wants us to crucify our flesh yeah. right that's why we need to fast hmm. right Because that's why he says he doesn't dictate and say oh it's mandatory that you fast but he says he tells the disciple well, when you fast when you do fast right so that means it's something he wants us to do yeah. because why? because we have this flesh here yeah. and if we don't if we don't fast then what happens? Now we're going to do whatever the flesh says. Mm. Right? had <laughs> a pastor, he said one time, I can't remember who, might have been, pastor, pastor Johnny Burns. He said, If you can't turn down a cheeseburger, how are you as a male going to turn down a woman that's trying to come on to you? Right? right? It, it, it is, you know, it's the truth. Right? <laughs> you, know, you know, we laugh about it, but, you know, yeah, yeah you know, we, we have to have over our flesh, right? We, you know, and, and, and it's important. And <laughs> but you know, our minds need to be renewed daily. We have to stay in the Word. Amen. 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 All right, so i right, I'm gonna read. Oh, no. Kingdom lifestyle is a way of life and knowing who you are and whose you are. But first, again, you must be born again, right? So we we are going to lead people to the well of living water, right? We're we're not that well, right? So, again, it's not necessarily uh, we lead people to a church or a ministry, but we're going to lead them to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And then, again, like I always say, then, then we disciple. Right, because Jesus will go about preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Right, then he would do what teaching. Right, so we we need to be taught, and like I said, we've been getting taught wrong in a lot of churches. Not every church, but many churches out there, especially the ones on TV. You know, we a lot of us were growing up to to watching them, and sometimes they just haven't done stuff right, haven't taught stuff right. And, and that's why we got to be careful on what we listen to. Cause I, I tell you now, even if I listen to someone, I can pick up right away if it ain't if the ministry is not right. I, just by what they're saying, what what the preacher is saying, what he teaching, I knew some, some something is off. Right. But that's how in tune we got to be with the Word and the Spirit of God. Why? Because His sheep know His voice. Amen. Right. So if somebody comes speaking a foreign language, like I, I, I told Phil. Cause uh, yes, Pedro's wife was messaging me. Right before Sarah, I said, "Man, I wish I spoke Spanish because this is taking longer." Right? But you know, we would understand that kingdom language, right? We would understand Jesus' voice, and it's like I said, the Holy Spirit will never go against the Word of God. Amen. Never go against the Word of God. But it's, it, and I said this on Wednesday. A lot of Christians don't know the Word of God. They don't read because it's out of pure laziness, right? Because We'd rather someone come and speak into our lives than us going to the Word of God and getting it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Once and might, then... The ones might tickle the ears. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know it's... We, we we have to... We have to start holding other Christians accountable. We have to start walking the walk. Amen. Right? It, it's time out for, oh, well just let them do what they want to do. You no. Know? that ain't what he told Jeremiah to do well I don't speak for what, what he wants me to do <laughs> <Amen>. right Shout <laughs> was loud amen <laughs> but <laughs> you know it's not that you have to come and, and be malicious with it you know you, you can do it in love you can do it in love yeah, but understand Jesus Thank you. Jesus spoke the truth right and see, when you speak the truth, religion doesn't want to hear it, right? And if they don't want to hear it, then we move on. We don't argue about it, right? We don't argue about it because, you know, I already know I'm going to have to go back somewhere to minister <laughs> at some point, you know, um, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with a hammer, and it is what it is, you know? Uh, it's already been prophesied that, you know, I will be invited to churches, and some people won't invite me back because of the word I've Some will. You know, but I got to do what God called me to do.
1: Amen.
0: Right? right. Because, and what the Lord showed me was, when they get before him, nobody can ever say, nobody told me. Mm -hmm. That's right. Nobody told me. Jesus Christ. Right. So we are without excuse. You know, we try so hard a lot of times. And, you know, yes, we're supposed to call it lost. But the church is lost. (laughs) The church is truly lost today. And again, that's why the world is the way it is, right? It's like I said before, we got Christians telling calling for people to die, calling for people to get poisoned. you, you know, and they're saying this about leaders of this country, right? And, and it's like, where are we at now? You know, and it's the blind leading the blind, right? So now the sheep are scattered, right? And now we have Christians that don't even go to church, right? They sit in front of the YouTube, right? So we talked about that minister on uh, Wednesday, but he's not accountable to anybody. Mm-hmm. Right? He was never accountable. So we have all these YouTube apostles now, they're not accountable, they have no church. Yeah. And then everybody flocks to them and hearing them say, the Lord said this, look. It's like, wait a minute. You're not even accountable to anybody. Right? Again, years to here, you'll be able to tell who's who. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll be able to tell who's real, and who's playing the game, right? That's why I have no problem mentioning Geno Jennings. Because he's one of good ones, right? I may not agree with everything he said, but he don't do it maliciously like he's trying to deceive somebody. Right? Because he is talking about holiness. Right? And that's why I have a problem with Fred Price, right? But some of these other ones, they are who they are. And the people are following them. They're going to follow him right down to hell. Lord, I thought I, no, my sheep know my voice. Right, you should have known that they were wolves in sheep's clothing. Right, sheep's we we are without excuse. God bless God. Right, but we have a lot of Christians that are being led astray. Right, and and that's what we're called to do. Right, as as, as a ministry, yeah, we're called to get the lost too, but we're called to win this end time church back to the Lord mm-hmm. in holiness. Amen. 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 Um, so, <laughs> Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.